there's no manual on being a father. There's no manual on being a great quote unquote man. There's no manual on being mature and what that looks like, right? We get a whole bunch of people who, like me, and I'll put myself in that group, who write books after the fact. Empower You podcast is devoted to bringing real world wisdom and encouragement to our listeners. We discuss a multitude of life principles and the process from an economic, cultural, and societal perspective. We believe that through tough conversations and shared wisdom, we can pave the path and leave a ladder for the future. Subscribe to our channel and let us empower you. Welcome back to Empower You Podcast. My name is Kidboy Cooper, and I am so glad that you are here today. Our topic for this interview, for this podcast today, is going to be evaluating our habits. One of the critical things we need to be mindful of in our process is the habits that we exercise on a daily basis and where those habits come from, how they affect our journey, the way that we think, the way that we process uh, information, our philosophy uh, that uh, is, is determining our actions and the way that we interact and show up for other people. And so um, the goal of this interview is to really dig into some of that. And I'm really excited to do that. Um, our guest is going to be phenomenal. Um, today, we're going to be speaking with Oliver Marcel. Um, Oliver is a, a husband, a father, um, a, a speaker, a marriage coach, a content creator. Um, he's passionate uh, about seeing people succeed in every area of their life. Um, he and his wife, Denise, uh, created Denali LLC, and um, their goal is to help people overcome um, habits, mindsets that are detrimental to their growth, their marriage, their relationship. And uh, Oliver in particular is super passionate about manhood. And so I'm really excited to have him come in and talk to us about evaluating our habits. Uh, Oliver, thank you so much for being here. How you doing? I, I am well, man. And I I am really excited about this conversation and, and what can come out of this conversation, man. Just real quick, a little bit about me. I am, I'm just passionate about all things manhood and relationships and, and the two are kind of intertwined and, and you'll, you'll, you'll get a glimpse of that, I guess, as we talk, but I am that guy who learned some things the hard way and who uh, kind of lives in a way that phrase 20 uh, hindsight is 2020. And so my goal has just been to share my journey, to share my experience in hopes that it will encourage and inspire others on their journey and hopefully allow them to bypass uh, some of the learning experiences, I'll call them that, that I have encountered throughout my life. And, and so that's that lends itself man to into everything I do that's the that's the undergirding of everything I do so whether it be uh, marriage coaching whether it be podcasting uh, YouTube video series or, or speaking um, that is the goal 
is to share our experience in, uh, in hopes that it will encourage and inspire others on their journey. That is amazing. Um, and, and as you mentioned, you know, I believe you're, you're doing that. You know, I, I was inspired when I heard you speak on Clubhouse. I then went to your YouTube uh, uh, channel and, and binged a bunch of your videos. I went to your page and watched all the stuff that you all were doing. Um, you really do live and breathe exactly what you preach. And I think that is just incredible. And so when I was going through the topics for this second season of Empower You podcast, um, our goal is to uncover and demystify this idea of building successful habits and um, you know, successful behaviors, my apologies, um, because in order to achieve anything, you know, it always goes back to your mindset, you know, your, your behaviors, the stuff you do every single day. And so in order for us to clinch what we're looking for, we have to evaluate our behaviors. And so um, I knew I had to get you on here. Uh, all the work that you do, talking about men and, and the psychology behind some of the challenges that we have. Um, I think the number one problem with how we deal with men and, and our challenges and shortcomings is we oversimplify them. And I think that is a grave disservice to, to men and human beings in general. No one wants to feel super simple or, or, or basic um, because, you know, behaviors are manifestations of other things. And so we have to evaluate them. We got to dig in. And so I'm so glad that you are here with us, man. I'm so, so glad. Can you, before we get going too far, can you tell us a little bit about your backstory, where you come from um, and what got you started doing the work that you're doing? Sure. I, I am uh, born and raised in Baltimore, Maryland. Um, my parents are West Indian, so my father is from Trinidad, my mom is from Grenada, so I have the West Indian roots uh, in me, even though I was born in the United States and, and, and grew up inner city kid. Um, everything you can think of that that may mean, you know, uh, what you're exposed to in, in a uh, inner city, uh, urban, African-American environment. Uh, my parents did a very good job, however, of, or they did the best they could of shielding, trying to shield me from some of that. Um, so there are some pieces of that that I definitely was able to to miss out on, if you will, just because of of how I was raised. Um, but then as you know, any young, impressionable, uh, curious person would do, uh, I went off to college, went away at a young age, uh, went far away, went over to the Midwest, uh, Southwest Michigan, and, and there kind of began to experience the, uh, the growing pains, if you will, that, that lead you into manhood and, and um, had many experiences, I won't get into them, but many experiences that have, that have shaped the person that I am today. But if I had to uh, really speak about like who I am, I think my parents have, have, have taught me something. I watched my dad's worth, work ethic um, I watched um, the way that he, you know, he was the type of person, if he said something, he meant it. Uh, if he meant it, it was going to happen. He wasn't, he was a man of his word. He did not go back on his word. I mean, was he perfect? No, nobody is. But that's a piece that I took from him. 
in, in all of the foolishness of life that I've experienced, the one thing that I think people can say about me is that if I say I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it. And that's something that I, that I, that I got from him, something that I pulled from him. And if I'm going to put my hands to something, I'm really going to try to <laughs> break my back to figure it out. So that's, that's just a little bit about my, about my background. Um, I lived out there in Michigan, uh, found a wife in Michigan, lived in Michigan for a while with my family and, and then moved back to Maryland over that time. Uh, many things happened throughout the course of marriage. I've been married for 20 years and, and um, I guess it may be about 2013 or so we decided to put our business out there, if you will, mm. um, in, in the form of a blog. Okay. And that's literally all that we had anticipated. People would come up to us and say, hey, we love your marriage, man, your marriage is a ministry. And we're looking at each other like, uh, who, who are they talking about? <laughs> like, would you like to come home? Like, <laughs> we're, we're not seeing, but after a while, we're just like, you know what, let's just put the journey out there and, and let's let people know what we've experienced, man. It's not, it's not always a cakewalk. However, you can experience ups and downs, highs and lows and still be a team. And so that spilled into just this passion for manhood because I have made some mistakes. I have some regrets. Um, the shoulda, woulda, couldas. I wish I had, you know, what you wish you had known, you know, if I knew now what I knew then, you know, know then and that kind of thing. And so I was like, listen, man, I can't keep that to myself. I think that there are some individuals who could benefit from just hearing what I've learned. And so that, that leads me to where I am today. So you all didn't even have in mind to, to do this at first to start no. creating and, and doing marriage counseling and public speaking and all that, you guys were just living and people kept telling you that you were amazing. And so you just went on it. Yeah. It literally started as a blog. <clears throat> Excuse me. We were, we were saying, Hey, you know what? Let's just write about our story. If anybody happens to read it and it resonates with them, then that's fine. Um, but then realize, man, that we were being led, um, in, in a direction that we had never anticipated. Um, the blogging started in 2013, I think it was 2015. Uh, somebody asked us to speak mm. and we're like, really? Mm. You, like you want us to get up in front of people? <laughs> and from there, man, it just opened a door and we're like, wait a minute, this, this is bigger than what we anticipated. And, and we were called to do more than we realized. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, the speaking turned into a, a podcast initially. And and then we kind of laid the podcast down for a little while because we started a video series on YouTube called Short Tips for a Long Marriage. And and so we did that video. We've been we're still doing that to this day, this uh that video series um every Tuesday. And then and then we picked the podcast back up because I love this atmosphere. I That's love right. having it conversations, man, this is gold right here for me. And so it's like, yeah, we got to dig back into it. But yeah, then then the coaching piece. And then just like, you know, I, you know, for those of you who are people of faith, I'm a, I'm a person of faith. So if you, if you hear me use God, you know, I, I won't make excuses for it. But if that's not your thing, that's fine. But for those that are listening, but I, we felt like God just kind of was opening a pathway for us that we had not even realized. You know, and so we're honestly at this point in my life now, I'm literally just 
walking, I'm putting one foot in front of the other on that pathway. And as that pathway opens up, I just continue to keep going. So I can't even tell you where this is going to go, where it's going to lead to. I've just been, I've just been following as I, as I've been led, man. And it, and it has, it has brought me some great opportunities like this one. <laughs> like think about it, right? Who, who would have thought like, you can't, you can't even script the path that led to this conversation happening today. That's you know right. I mean? I've just been walking the path and I've been enjoying it so far. That's amazing. Oh my goodness. That's super inspiring. Um, the, the power of your testimony, the power of your life experience uh, just opened so many doors for you. And I think that is amazing. That's so encouraging to me because I think, well, for myself at least, there's always this, this floating idea sometimes uh, uh, frequently, you know, that you're like, well, I'm just kind of being myself. I'm just doing what I feel, what I know to do. And you're, you're praying that that energy, that, that, that response, that positivity comes back to you. And it does. And it does. And that's, that's why empower you podcast exists. That's why I started to create empower you podcast, because I knew that the things that I learned, I didn't want everyone else to have to relearn. I want to lay down the path that makes it easier for the next group, the next generation, the next set of influencers or thought leaders, whatever you want to call it. And, you know, and and you spoke about your faith. It, it takes faith. Well, however you describe that, however you describe that, you may have a different belief, you know, than than myself or 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 Oliver, but you have something and it takes that. And acting on that and believing in that so much that it changes the way you think so much that it changes your outcomes and, and the way that you perceive your life, you know, that that it, it creates its own thing. And in so doing, you know, we have this amazing conversation. And so I'm I'm just so thrilled that you're here. I'm telling you, man, I heard Oliver speak on Clubhouse. I don't know if you guys are on Clubhouse, but. Um, I heard him speak on Clubhouse and I was just like, I got to get this guy to talk. I've got to get him to, to, and I hit him up like probably within 10 minutes or, you know, of, of hearing him speak on Clubhouse because it was just amazing. So thank you for taking some time on your Saturday to, uh, to, to spend a little energy and shed a little light for us, man. I really, really appreciate it. It's my pleasure, man. I, I appreciate you reaching out, man. I'm, I'm always down to have some some great dialogue. Always. Yes, yes. So, um, my first question is: What would you define as a habit? That's a great question, man. I, I think I think many people may define that uh, many different ways. For me, I would say for me, a habit is that that action or series of actions that have become uh, a a lifestyle for you based on whether it be based on your experience or lack of experience, based on your uh, ability or inability to to, uh, consistently have good judgment 
and I, I do that in air quotes, good judgment, because that, that's <laughs> right. <laughs> relative. Yeah, that's relative. Um, but for me, I feel like it's just those things that become, whether knowingly or unknowingly, that become part of the fabric of your character based on the decisions that you've made, based on the ide ideologies that you have adopted, and based on the, uh, the associations that you have allowed to grow around you. Hmm. So something that becomes a part of your character through your actions and associations. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. So my first thought when you say that is we don't have something that becomes a part of your character. How do you stop something from becoming a part of your character? That's, that's really where I come from. Like, how do you stop something from becoming part of your everyday movements when that's all you know? When you're, you're in a space where this is what makes sense, and I'll put air quotes there, you mm -hmm. know, based off of your environment. So, you know, when you're, when you're thinking about your habits, you know, it's, I feel like sometimes you're almost, it really just depends on your upbringing, your community, all these things that you don't have any control over when you first start, because you build habits when you're young, right? That's true. And, and to answer your question, right, unfortunately, for many of us, we can't stop that. Um, because there is no, uh, there's no counteraction. So I'll give you an example. So for me, like I said in the beginning, born and raised, inner city kid, urban African-American environment, every stereotype that you can think of that, that falls under that umbrella was a part of my neighborhood, right? Right. So in, essentially, you could say that those things, those associations, those um, constant visuals, would be the thing that would help shape the the items, if you will, that would become a fabric of my uh, character. Now, here's where the counteraction comes in. My parents were not down for foolishness, so there was there was a segment of all of you know that I would get during the day, whether it be the street, whether it be whatever's happening at school, whatever's happening in my neighborhood you know, everything from the fights and, you know, to the drug dealers, to the, all of that, right? I'd have that on one end, but the counteraction for me was that my parents were like, okay, there's certain things we're just not going to allow you to do. Certain places we're not going to allow you to go. Certain friends you're not going to be able to hang out with. Like everybody's going over so-and-so's house to spend the night. Nope, you're not going. Um, you you want to be at this one place? Nope, we're going to church. You know, so there was that counteraction that it it kind of I guess their goal was to institute some type of balance. Yeah. However, a lot of us don't have that. We only have a one-sided view or a one-dimensional look at life as it relates to the lens that we're looking through. And so often if that's the case, you really can't shape what becomes the fabric of your life because there is no alternative, mm. which is unfortunate. Mm. Now, can you get out of that later on when you have some moment of self-actualization and some moment of self-discovery? Yes. 
but in the beginning, it may be difficult to to bypass some of those things just because there is no there is no counteraction. Mm. So when when is a good time to start evaluating um, your habits? When is a good time to start looking at things like I don't know, like when when is the proper moment for that? Do you have to be in college? Do you have to be in high school? Because when we're, we're speaking, I, at least in my head, I'm seeing um, a, a 10 to 14-year-old boy who's trying to establish who he is as a human being in relation to everything that he's seeing and experiencing both at home, but then also in his social life, right? School, um, church, other activities, sports, uh, whatever it is. So when is it important and why is it important to start evaluating your habits and, and, and the things that you are allowing to become a part of the fabric of your character? The, the beautiful and I guess uh, <laughs> scripted answer <laughs> would be uh, ASAP, as soon as possible, right? You would hope that a 10-year-old would be in an environment where there was a level of observation and training that were happening. Um, and, and we'll talk about, probably talk about this a little bit later, but you would hope that that would be the case. Right. So in a perfect scenario, you should be evaluating those things as early as you are able to comprehend what uh, someone is teaching you, but that is, there's a twofold responsibility, right? We can't really expect a 10 year old to be as assertive and as cognizant of the things that they need to learn at that age, as much as we should expect their caregivers to provide them an opportunity to observe uh, and to quote unquote train, if you will, or to be able to establish a rhythm that would uh, turn into uh, a habit. So that's the perfect answer, right? We don't all grow up that way. And that's not right that we live in. And that's not everybody's testimony. Uh, that's not many people's testimony. And so if the situation is not perfect, then I would say the time to start evaluating it is today. So I heard somebody say that the best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago. The second best time is today. So, um, and that's the experience that I live. And so that's, that's kind of the, the, the vantage point that I can speak from because there, even though I had that counteraction that I talked about just now with my parents, some of that didn't stick, right? Because sometimes you have that counteraction, but the other side of that coin, if you will, is so uh, engrossing and is so Attractive. exciting yeah. and it's so appealing. And, and it just, it sometimes uh, overshadows the counteraction, right? And so that will lend itself to doing stuff like what I did, going to college and just completely just <laughs> being off the rails. Right. Even though I had that counteraction, I'm in a, pl a new place. I'm acting like I didn't learn none of that stuff. You know, and so, <laughs> yeah, um, I had to I, I got to this moment of 
I guess what you would call self-discovery. Um, I think the advantage, if you will, that I had, if you want to call it that, is that once I had that moment of self-discovery, I had some things that I could point back to that then made sense. So some of the things that my parents did made sense at that point when I started to evaluate some of the individuals, I was able to point back to some individuals that I was able to observe growing up, not even realizing that's what I was doing, but then emulating, you know, pieces of their character, emulating some of the ways that they dealt with. I'll give you one good example. So um, dear, somebody dear to me is no longer with us, Dr. Anthony Kelly. He was a guy who married us, but he and his wife, I literally watched how he operated with his wife and children. And to this day, I find myself saying literally in my head, what would Kelly do? Mm. Literally to this day, even though he's no longer. And so now realizing, wow, those things were happening, but I wasn't paying attention to them. And then when I started to evaluate, as you say, then that stuff kind of flooded in. So I would hope that there are some scenarios like that that people can point back to, but even if there aren't, so I'm giving you all ends of the spectrum now. So even if there <laughs> aren't, even if there isn't anything that you could point back to, you can still start that today and you may not be able to use uh, previous points of reference. However, you can make your own points of reference based on where you want your life to be. And, and let's not go five, 10 years down the road. When we're coaching people, we ask them, where do you want, what do you want life to look like in 12 months? Write that down and then begin to go backwards mm. so that you can create a game plan that will get you to that point. And the beginning of that game plan is evaluating where you are right now. So if you evaluate where you are right now, based on where you want to be in 12 months, now you have a baseline to work off of. So often we can blame stuff. We can blame a lot of things. I didn't have a father. I didn't have anybody to observe. Nobody trained me, right? Nobody allowed me the opportunity to execute. Nobody gave me great feedback. Okay, that's cool. No problem. But that can't keep you from making the choices that you need to make now, creating the strategy that you need to make now in order to change, rearrange, adjust your habits, create new ones, whatever the case may be, based on where you want to see yourself down the road. Wow. That is incredible. So I feel like there's this theme um, that, that keeps reoccurring. This idea of moving forward has so much to do with working backwards. And yes. that's so counterintuitive to the way that we think um it's so counterintuitive because you you would assume well i just need to do this or that it's like but none of that makes contextual sense none of your next moves make contextual sense they don't make sense in the context the the big picture of your life unless you take a moment and look backwards at what got you here you know, otherwise you'll just keep moving forward and doing similar things. That's true. And you know what's funny about that? It's only counterintuitive in our personal lives. It's only counterintuitive in our marriages, right? Think about folk who are in the corporate environment. 
We do that all day long, right? We do strategic planning. We'll plan a year out, two years out, three years out, and then go back and figure out, okay, what are the things we need to put in place? What are the systems that we need to have in place? What are the, what is the personnel that we need to hire? Um, what are the goals that we need to set in order to get to that place that we put on our strategic planning uh, board, right? We do it outside of ourselves every day. When I talk to marriage, married couples, I talk about that all the time. We, we learn how to craft communication. We learn how to uh, resolve conflict. We learn how to uh, incorporate uh, new ideology into our existence in our corporate environment. We do it every day. For some reason, that does not spill over into our personal lives. And we just have to begin to use some of that same strategy, which feels counterintuitive, right? But if you think about it, if you go to work and this is your first day on the job, you're going to be maybe sitting with someone who's going to give, give you an overview of the company, who's going to give you an overview of the goals of your job. Matter of fact, you walked into it with a job description that kind of tells you <laughs> what you need, what you're probably going to expect <laughs> to happen or to do as it relates to your your particular uh, your particular uh, position. And so we got to do that in life as well, man. We got to map those things out. And then we got to figure out whether it be with a, a coach or a counselor or, you know, somebody who you respect and, you know, a, a admire that can help you put those pieces together. Mm. Wow. He said, we only do, we only have issues with this in our personal lives. Is it because in my experience? Yeah. Is it because you think we have so much personal baggage associated with our personal lives um, that we don't really want to touch that has to do with, you know, our past or our upbringing or past traumas, ideas, um, insecurities, et cetera. I, I think that that, that definitely plays a part. I think that plays a very big part. I also think that in our personal lives, we just don't have, uh, it's not mapped out for us. Mm. So the very scenario that I just gave you works when you go to the first day of your job because all of that is already there. Yep. yep. The standard operating procedures have already been written. You did not have to write that before you got and in, walked into the door, right? That's, that's not the case in our personal lives. Like it's not scripted. There's nowhere that tells me that there's no manual on being a father. There's no manual on being a great quote unquote man. There's no manual on being mature and what that looks like, right? We get a whole bunch of people who like me and I'll put myself in that group who write books after the fact. Mm. There's nothing when you walk in the door, quote unquote, of manhood, or you walk in the door, quote unquote, of, of being a husband or father, where someone can sit you down and be like, okay, here are all the trainings you need to take. All right. Take these 15, you know, tra trainings in the next four days. We don't have that. And so I think the baggage, along with the fact that there's just no blueprint. Yeah. Or the blueprint is skewed or what we think or, or what we've come into, whatever the scenario is with, we don't realize that 
our previous experiences have shaped the blueprint. And so I think that that is a, that's a factor in, in really keeping us from recognizing those things. And often it's not until uh, the walls come crumbling down that maybe we're, you know, forced, if you will, to, to have some sort of recognition in that, in that area. Today is the day and now is the time. If you have a good idea, good intentions and are looking for a way to get audience and to get your great message out to the world, I encourage you to start your very own podcast. You would be surprised the amount of folks who are waiting to hear your content. My name is Kidboy Cooper and I have been an audio engineer for the past seven years years and I am offering one-on-one coaching to help you get through the beginning stages of creating your very own podcast. Please reach out to me and let me know how I can help you. My email address is empoweryoupodcast at gmail.com. We offer one-on-one coaching, a live masterclass, and even a 10-module course that will take you through the entire process of creating, producing, and distributing your podcast to your very own listeners. This is a great avenue to connect with your audience and to connect with people who are in need of your voice. Again, reach out to me at empoweryoupodcast at gmail.com and let's get your podcast started today. That feels heavy, this idea that it's not written. Um, I know growing up in, in, in Gary and then also going to church a lot and things, there were completely different universes that you were constantly trying to navigate. And exactly. you had people who were always trying to advise you on how to live your life. But the problem is no one knows what you're supposed to be doing with your life. So how can they really tell you what you're suited for? And when you said there's no manual, that really hit me because I think we go everywhere, even to our employment, looking for someone to tell us how to live our lives. When the reality is you have to establish the habits, the character that it takes to live the life that you want to live. Otherwise, you can't truly be frustrated with anyone else about it exactly you literally have to craft your own job description who who am i supposed to be or who do i want to be i want to be a man of integrity and i'm not saying who do i want to be in terms of like yeah we're you know we can talk about career and we can talk about how much money we want to make and where we want to live and that kind of thing but the, the i'm talking about the grassroots like underlying stuff right i want to be a man of my word i want to be a man of integrity. I want people to respect me. I want uh, to be trusted, right? So how do I get, how do I become that? And then you write that job description. Okay, this is what I need to do. Or if you don't know what that is, if you're still staring at a blank piece of paper, and this is where individuals like us come in, right? We need to be more intentional. Those of us like myself who have kind of gone through it and you know, have stumbled and fell and stubbed our toes and broke our arms and have gone through this thing. Often what we do is we're like, okay, I got mine. Now you got to get yours. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. To, hey, listen, man, come watch me. 
Okay, I see you still looking at a blank piece of paper as it relates to crafting your life's job description. Come watch me. Ooh, your life's job description. That sounds amazing. I'm writing that down. Yeah, that's what we need to be doing, man. We need to be grabbing, you know, and it's not always just the older grabbing the younger. It's just, it's the person who went through the experiences grabbing the person who is still trying to navigate those experiences and saying, hey, watch what I did. And then let me give you an op an opportunity. There's something I talk about in the book. There's four areas, and I think I mentioned them before, but there's four areas I talk about in the book that I feel are crucial to a man's development. They need to have. They need to have an opportunity to observe. So there has to be some observation. They need an opportunity to train. So if you think about your first day on the job, you might be shadowing somebody. That's the observation period where you're watching what they do. You're watching how they operate. Right. You're watching what it looks like in meetings. You're watching how they deal with management, right? Then there's a training period where now you're gonna begin to do some of those things with that person over your shoulder. Right. To be able to say, okay, here, this is how you do it. Now, let me see you do it. Then at some point during the training period, they're gonna be like, listen, man, you're good. Go execute. Here's your office. Here's your computer. Here's a the stuff that you need, go forth and be great. And now it's your time to do the things on your own, right? But then as it is in the job situation, there's going to be a time of feedback. So the four areas are observation, training, execution, and feedback. Feedback may come in various forms. You may do something and your manager come to you and be like, hey, that was a great job. Keep it up. Or they may come to you and say, hey, listen, that didn't work out exactly how we want it. Let's go back to the training phase for a little while so I can show you how you can do this better. Or it may come in the form of a mid-year review or end-of-year review. That is the, those are crucial components as it relates to forming habits, as it relates to uh, making healthy choices, as it relates to, to mindset. Because... The mindset has to change before the habits change. That's a mistake I made. Ooh, fool, 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 fool. You getting That's on it now, man. I'm telling you, I'm, I, I lived that mistake, especially with my wife. I tried to change my habits to please her without changing my mindset. So, so what happens is, can you do that for a little while? Absolutely. There's an actor, there's an actor in all of us, right? So you can do that for a little while, but you can't sustain that if your mindset doesn't align with it. And so allowing an individual to observe you, to get an opportunity to train, to execute some of those things that they're learning, man, that is crucial. And, and, and those of us, man, uh, who have experienced some things, have learned some things, whether it be, you know, through, through hardship or not, like we cannot look at those who are in the thick of things and be like, oh, I got mine, you gotta get yours. We gotta pull them up and be like, hey, man, come sit beside me. This is amazing. This is absolutely amazing. And I think it is so on point. It is so on point. I'm going to list back those four things just in case anybody was snoozing and they missed it. Observation, training, execution, and feedback. That is so important. It's important. It's crucial. It's crucial. And, and, and going back to what you were saying about the evaluation stage, right? And when is it time to evaluate? 
what I realized, I didn't even realize that I had those opportunities in my life until I got to a place in my life where I was like, okay, this is not the dude I want to be. Mm. And that's really where, where it happened. I was just like, listen, this is not the guy I want to be. And I'll tell you when I had that moment, even though I had counteraction growing up, even though there's, you know, some things that I could have taken from my father and that kind of thing, it, it did not hit me until I was uh, looking at my daughters, like my, my children now are older, obviously. So my youngest son is, is uh, 18. But when I was looking at my daughters 20 years ago and saying, you know what? If I walk in the door, if I knock on the door asking for them, there's going to be a problem. Oh, man. A, a, a me, a me can't be with them. Right. So what do I have to do to change that? That was the, that was the defining moment for me. So think about, we're talking about 10 years old before, right? Now I'm 30 mm. when, when this conversation in my head is happening. Literally. Well, I'm, yeah, 30, 31, somewhere around there. I'm like, okay, I'm looking at myself and I'm like, nah, I know that I would not want my daughter to be with a me, my two girls. So what do I need to do? So that was, that was where I began to figure out how, how do I craft this job description, this life's job description, because up, up until this point, what I'm doing right now is unacceptable. And it's going to lead me down a path that I don't want to go down. And it's going to affect the individuals who are observing me, even though they don't even know it. Because my girls are observing me. What are they observing? And what am I, what am I giving them that will now become part of the fabric of their character? And if I want to change that now, I got to change me. And that's where it started. Wow, man. Oh, my goodness. It takes so much humility to look at yourself like that. It does. It and, really and often, does. Yeah, it does. And often, unfortunately, here's the unfortunate thing. And and I, I, for those who are listening, I don't want you to shy away from this experience if this is what happens to you. Unfortunately, for some of us, it takes a moment where, you know, people call it different things. Some people call it, you know, rock bottom. Some people call it you know, come to Jesus moment, whatever it is. But sometimes it takes that moment where you're like, okay, it can't get any worse than what it is right now. Hmm. Or <laughs> if by any chance it can get worse, we got to chop it off at this point. <laughs> like, it's gotta stop. Ooh. If it can get worse, we can't let it. We can't let it. Right. That's amazing. That is amazing. My mind is racing right now because when you're speaking, I'm playing back so many decisions that I've made. So many moments I've sat alone thinking about things and didn't have the wherewithal to change my behavior or I didn't have the mindset. I'm thinking about how many times I have become an actor to please other people 
without changing my mindset, my mindset, and then wondering why I get the same results, even though my intention was different. Right. You know, your intention may be correct. You may not be trying to be or to not to be or to fall short or to to excel in areas you didn't intend on excelling like. But it's 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 your mind state that has to change before the behaviors. Exactly. And he, and here's the ter- here's the terrible thing. Right. Well, good and bad. You can you can take this both ways. Consistency in any behavior. Is going to create habit. So talking about being an actor, right? Consistency in me being an actor to please individuals, to fit into certain scenarios, at some point makes me an actor. So one of two things is gonna happen. Either I'm going, that consistency and behavior is going to now cause me to be a fake person. I will now habitually deceive you or habitually uh, attempt to uh, paint a picture of me to you that is false, but it works for our relationship. Mm. Right? That becomes the fabric of who I am because that consistent behavior now has formed, uh, has, has, has uh, fused itself to my character. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. I don't even know what to say. There's so many things I'm just like, wow. Yeah, it's it's serious, man. And and I applaud individuals who are able to recognize that early enough to change the trajectory of their lives, right? I'm not gonna make any I'm not gonna make any excuses. I will not. Um, I will not wallow in my regret, which I have done in my life. I'm not gonna say I just snapped out of this and life was just a bed of roses. Please, for those of you who are listening, do not get that impression because that is not the truth. Um, many sleepless nights, a lot of stress, um, anxiety, uh, panic attacks, all of it. It's part of that process all of it. Um, And I'm only saying that to say, you, you have to be willing, once you have that moment of self discovery and self actualization, and you know, okay, something has to change. Now you have to be willing to go through whatever the growing pains are. Now, for some people, those growing pains may be little to none. But for some of some of us, those growing pains may be excruciating. But you gotta work through it. It's like working out. If you work out for the first day in your life ever, there's gonna be a period of time where it's you're sore. You're like, man, this is trash. I'm not doing this no more. <laughs> I'm done. Absolutely. You, you gotta work through that process in order to get to to a better into a better rhythm. And as you begin to get into a better rhythm, you start to learn. You start to unlearn some things. Some of those behaviors start to fall off. Some of those things that you thought were so tightly woven into the fabric of your character now are just loose strings. 
that you can begin to kind of pluck off and then you can begin to do some different things with your life, but you got to go through that process and you got to be willing to stick to it and go through that process. Yes. Oh my God. You are blowing my mind, man. Like the way that you're describing this is so palatable and it's so effective. It directly, it directly correlates with so many things that I have experienced. Um, and if you're listening to this, I'm, you need to send, you know, uh, write a comment or review something and, and, and tell us how you're feeling about this, because this for me is hitting, it, it is, it is hitting the nail on the head, um, because it's so real you know the 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 need the want to be different to try something different to become something better but the reality that you have habits you've been doing for years exactly and you're like oh my god how do i even change this how do i even go about doing this what's the process for this who, who do I talk to? Where's the blueprint? You know, what, you know, what resources do I pull on? I feel like that's some reasons, especially for men, why some men never change what they're doing. They don't have anybody to help them on that journey. Exactly. And, and in some cases, they're not vulnerable enough to allow someone to help them on that journey. Mm-hmm. You know, and some play, and in some cases, the only person who you feel comfortable even knowing that's what you're trying to do is your significant other. And she may not be able to help you. She may not be equipped to help you. You're right. And for a lot of us, man, I think, I think again, going back to what men who have experienced this and, and are coming out on the other side of it need to really be transparent about is we are not taught that it is okay to be vulnerable enough to seek out opportunities to observe, train, execute, and get feedback. We're not taught that it is okay to be that. We're taught that we can we should not show weakness, that we should not be allowing individual, putting ourselves in a potential uh, place where individuals could take advantage of us or could see our weakness and try to exploit it, right? And so we're constantly trying to fight against that by putting up this facade, if you will, or creating this image of ourselves that we don't have the capacity to uphold. Constantly doing that because we're not taught that it's okay to do the opposite. Oh, man. So what what age group have you seen the most shortcomings regarding evaluating their habits? it, have you noticed that there's more resistance or less resistance when it comes to younger men? Um, or do you think that older older men at, at a certain age become more tender to the idea of change? Like there's some kind of a sweet spot? Like where, where do you, where have you seen the most fruit? You know? That's a, that's a good question, man. I. I, I believe that, if, well, to answer your question, where have I personally seen? Honestly, it's been, it's been across the board, man. I, I believe that 
as much as individuals talk about the younger generation and all of the you know misgivings and pitfalls and all of that, I think that the younger generation is more apt to making adjustments when they're exposed to them. Mm, okay. Um, so you may have, you know, these group of guys that are, you know, quote unquote knuckleheads and hardheaded, right? Because that's what they're exposed to. And so they're living out, they're living out a hundred miles an hour, what they know. And then when they get the opportunity to be exposed to something else, they use that same hundred mile an hour uh, tenacity to tackle that too. Often people my age don't do that. For one, for whatever reason, um, or we don't do it as quickly. We're not as agile as it, as it relates to, to that as maybe some others are. And so to answer your question, man, I don't know that there's a sweet spot per se. I just believe that for, I'll say for older, for older men, there, there's a lot more unlearned, the unlearning process, it can be a little bit daunting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, daunting, definitely. But for those who decide to go through with it, it can be a little bit, a little bit more lengthy than for, you know, a, a younger guy, because they they are, have the ability and they're a little bit more agile. They can kind of turn on a dime kind of thing. Be like, oh, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. All right, man, let's do it. Let's get it done. You know, whereas for, for us, we've been doing some things for so long. And uh, that that the 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 weave, if you will, into our character is so deep mm. um, that it, it's almost like, you know, it with with locks right if you think about locking your hair just you're going to get to a point where if you want to do something different you're just going to have to cut all that stuff off uh, uh. <laughs> whereas Man. if you haven't got to that point you can be like you know what you know what i changed my mind just fade me up real quick i, I ain't really trying to do it. and you don't have to worry about going bald you don't have to worry about any of the effects of that of, of switching things up i had a high top fade now i just want you know, a low cut. All right, just cut it down. You know, but now I've had locks for forty years. Mm. Uh, Can't we gotta, take them with you. Yeah, we got to cut all that off, Doc. You're gonna be bald for a little bit. There's gonna be some. It's gonna be some itching. There's gonna be some, possibly yeah. some scalp renewal. There's gonna be some. You know what I'm saying? It's just it's a process. So you think that's why people don't do it? You think that's why people don't evaluate their yep. their habits? They just try to go over it. Uh, yep. Without changing their mindset, they become a better actor. They become a better because those things are easier than just cutting it all off. You said it, one hundred percent. Many of us fall into that category where we're like, you know what? That's that's a little bit more work than I'm willing to deal with. Um, I have gotten to this point. Yes, there are some things I'd like to change, but let me see how I could maybe, you know, put this hat on it. Right. And then I think we'll be okay. Or at least it'll get me through this event yeah. or this scenario, right? Yeah. We'll deal with the, we'll deal with the next one when it comes. Wow. Man. <laughs> that explains so much. And it also makes me feel very sympathetic 
for yeah. for people. I think it's so easy. I mean, it is, especially in today's culture. It's like they're canceled. Screw that guy, you know. It, but the reality is, we all are human beings, and we're capable of the same amount of mishaps and mistakes and misunderstandings. It's just a matter of you know what's going on in the time and your upbringing you know, the habits that you have formed that have become a part of your character, which may not have had that big of a deal or that big of an impact rather on your life before. And now all of a sudden you're in a season of life where all of that stuff you have not been paying attention to completely matters. You know, much like you were saying when you're watching your daughters grow up and you're just like, Oh, I can't be this because subconsciously, even though they're not receiving verbal messages, they're going to be looking for me. Exactly. Someone who protects them, somebody who loves them, somebody who's going to look out for them. And if they are looking for someone who's just like me and I don't like me. Right. This can't. This can't be. And then it teaches those that are observing you that um those particular characteristics and that particular weave that they're observing is okay. So now they accept that in their lives because that's what they experience. So going back to, to, to the habits and the forming habits and, and what we see and being products of our environment, it's not even so much that we just chose to go down a wrong path. We observed something, right? So observation, training, execution, and feedback, it happens. But it may not always happen in the right context. So, yeah, we observed something and we observed this fabric and we were like, okay, that's how it's supposed to be. And so now we accept that as how things are supposed to be. And so that lends itself to us forming these habits and shaping our character in such a way that's detrimental to us. And we don't even know it because we're going off of what we observe. Mm. So it happens anyway. It happens happens anyway. It happens anyway. The same amount of work, it happens anyway. It's just a matter of what you're willing to sacrifice to get the right kind of results. And what side of the coin are you on as it's happening? Wow. Yeah, and so so with all that, man, I'll say this again. I know I've said it more than once, but it is imperative. Those of, for those who are listening, it is imperative that if you have experienced something no matter what it is there is a there is another individual that can benefit from the outcome of your experience right you can choose to be as candid or as as you want right you can get be as transparent as you want however somebody needs to benefit from the results of the experience that you went through. So you can't keep it to yourself. You have to give individuals opportunity to observe something different. Cause often what we do, right? We'll see individuals who their, their, uh, their ideology doesn't align with ours, right? And based on their actions, you can see that. And you're like, oh, we, I'm going to disassociate. You, you said it, canceling folk, right? I'm going to disassociate myself with this person. Oh, they're just, they're going down a wrong path. And, and we put all these labels on folk, but we mm. don't give them the opportunity to observe something different. I cannot talk about, you know, Joe on the corner 
I cannot belittle Joe on the corner if I am not giving him an opportunity to observe something different. I just, I can't do that. Now, I can, I can choose to or not to give him that opportunity, but if I choose not to give him op- that opportunity, I can't belittle him because I didn't, I didn't contribute. Wow. So we got to contribute. Wow. Okay. So we understand we're, we're listening. And I say we, because I hope y'all are listening. If you're a man, I hope you really are taking this in. And if you are a woman who, who loves men, who has a uh, husband, son, father, whoever, I need you all to be understanding the, the series of events that is creating the friction you're experiencing. It wow. is not a, 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 he just don't want to, this is a, this is a series of events and he's quite likely trapped in a cycle of behaviors and he does not want to cut everything off. Cause that's the only thing he knows. That's the longest amount of time he spent being consistent with anything. Mm-hmm. If I told you all of a sudden, now you're not allowed to walk anymore. You can only crawl. You would be resistant to that. And for some people, changing their behaviors, because this has been their survival for so long, that's almost what you're telling them. That's good. That's good. That's why this conversation is so impactful for me, because I'm thinking about all the friends and, and, and brothers and, and colleagues who I know are trapped in a cycle of behaviors and they're trying to please their wife. They're trying to be a good dad. They're trying to be a good son. They're trying to be a a leader on their job. They're trying to, you know, be an entrepreneur. They're trying to do whatever, but they have all of these things that they can't change because they don't have a system and they don't have a community to actually make that stuff real for them. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. Wow. So, what would be your number one suggestion to to our listeners on how to change and overcome their detrimental habits? Just step number one, you know, um, what can they do today right after this episode? What, what, what can um, they do? Yeah, step, step number one is something that I actually mentioned earlier. Um, and this is where I would begin. You need to get out a piece of paper. And at the top of the piece of paper, put whatever a year from this date that you're listening to it on, right? So let's say you're listening to it on, I don't know, February 1st. I'm just throwing out a date. You need to put February 1st a year from that day and write down what you want specifically, what you want life to look like at that point. What kind of man do you want to be? What kind of husband, if you're a husband, what kind of father, what kind of businessman, whatever it is, you need to write those things down. 
So I'll give you some examples. I want to be more honest. I want to be more vulnerable. I want to, uh, I want to be more compassionate. I want to communicate better. I want to uh, treat my employees uh, better. I want to understand them, whatever it is, right? What do you want the fabric that makes up the character of your life to look like? You're literally writing your life's job description. Begin there and, and take some time. Don't immediately try to dig in to how am I going to make this work? Take some time to really kind of look at that list and meditate on that for a little bit. And visualize, do some daydreaming. You know, I'm already a better father. What does that look like? I'm already a better husband. What does that look like? That's step one. Now there's some subsequent steps, you know, step 1A, you know, you begin to craft a strategy. Step 1B, you know, look for individuals who can plug in and give you some assistance, that kind of thing. But the very first step, we're not going to take an accurate, honest look at ourselves if there is no mirror. We're just not going to do it. So what you're doing when you write those things down is you are actually creating the mirror for you to look in that can help you to begin to evaluate, okay, this looks different than that. That's step one. Because it, that's, it, 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 everything else that you want to happen won't happen until you do that. Wow. Yeah, get yourself. Wow. That is amazing. Oh, I need to do some writing too, man. I definitely need to do some writing. Mm -mm -mm. Don't worry. Listen, so do I. I just said that, right? And here's the thing. I, I, I try to, I'm trying to do it periodically now yeah. because you go through, as you go through the various phases of your life, you may feel, you may feel and see the need to, to, to recraft, revisit that. Yeah. Make some adjustments, make some additions uh, as you go through the phases of your life. So for a single person, their list may look a lot different than somebody who's been married five years. Somebody who's been married five years with no kids, their mirror is going to look a lot different than somebody who's been married for 15 years with three kids and so forth and so on. Right. Yeah. I'm at yeah. a different phase in my life right now where, you know, like I said, my youngest is about to be 18. And I now have a grandson, totally different phase in life, building a business. So some things look a little different, some characteristics maybe that I need to, 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 to build upon, maybe not necessarily that I don't already have, but I need to build upon in order to uh, meet the stretch goals that, that now are attached to the phase of life that I'm in. So I need to do it too, bro. Whoa. Man, this episode um, is a bit more than I expected. I'll be honest. And I was already expecting a lot. Uh, this is heavy. Yeah. And it's so useful. This is the dialogue that that we talk about, you know, when people say that the, you know, the barbershop is like, you know, what do they say? Uh, black men's. Um, it's therapy. Yeah. <laughs> You know, like this is, this is, this is so good. 
This is so good. Oh my goodness. Okay. All right. I'm stuck, man. <laughs> so the next segment of this, the next segment of this is our thought exercise. You have okay. laid out some super actionable things that we can do um, mm -hmm. to get better, to evaluate our habits. Now, that doesn't mean that all your habits are good or bad. or It just means you need to evaluate them. In any journey, we have to figure out what we're going to need. If you were going to take a three-day hike, you wouldn't just walk out your door. You would evaluate what supplies you had and, and get yourself prepared. Same thing if you're going to take a road trip. You get all your snacks and you get gas and you get new tires and you get an oil change and just because you want to make it. Right. So I don't want anybody to feel attacked. Oh, absolutely not. But if these words are finding you, that's because they're meant to. And it's time for you to get your paper out and start writing who you want to be. And we got to start working backwards from there. That is so, so good. I'm going to do that as soon as this is over because I think it is so important. And I made a vision board and stuff, but I didn't write down anything specifically to myself who I wanted to be by the end of the year. Yeah. I just wrote down symbols and put different things on the board to signify levels of accomplishment or achievement or and i think all that's great oh yeah absolutely but i have to be a certain person in order to make those things happen it's like saying you know well i would love to run a marathon but we didn't talk about getting you a trainer so that you could run every day and build the stamina to do that right you know so that is that's great. Um, so uh, the thought exercise is is the segment of the episode where the guest really has control. Um, for any of you who are new to the podcast, uh, this is my favorite part because we receive uh, something super actionable, which we've already got so much, but we're about to get a little bit more. <laughs> um because we got to start, we got to start doing it's an, it's not enough to just listen to empower you podcast. It's not enough to just read a book. It's not enough to just watch, you know, it goes, if you follow those four steps, you have to observe, train, execute, and then receive the feedback and then start to, to, to figure out what worked and what didn't. And so we have to start doing, we have to, we need something that we can, we can start to do it will cement all of this conversation, everything you've heard today. Um, and so it, whenever you are ready, uh, we already have the one exercise. Um, mm -hmm. Whenever you're ready, man, let's, I'm, 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 the floor is yours. Thank you so much for listening to Empower You Podcast. All of our thought exercises will be available on EmpowerYouPodcast.com. Please don't forget to like, and subscribe to this podcast and leave us a review and five stars. Thank you again so much for listening. And I'll see you over at empoweryoupodcast.com. And you said this is all in your book. Tell, tell, tell Where can we find your book? Um, how yep. can we engage with you? Because you're going to have to come back on the show. Oh, man. I'd love to, man. We, we really to. have to create more of this. Um, 
but for anybody who's listening, like all the principles that we talking about, we're talking about today are in the book. Am I right? Everything is in the book. Okay. Yes. Everything is in the book. The book is entitled overcoming the man laws for the man who wants to be his best, despite what he was taught. And uh, that book, I took five uh, lessons that I've learned and I broke those five lessons down into uh, eight pillars. So I'll give you real quick, I'll give you the five lessons without even talking about them. So uh, first one is leadership often looks like maintenance man, looks more like maintenance man than CEO. Leadership Mm -hmm. often looks more like maintenance man than CEO. The second one is you uh, cannot, you may have to take some L's, some losses in order for your relationship to win. The third one is you cannot demand what you have not first developed. The fourth one is it is better to be trusted than to be loved. And the fifth one is it's not about you. So those are five things that I've learned throughout my time as a husband and father. I took those five things, broke them out into several pillars. We're talking about trust, relationships, leadership, altruism, authenticity, mental stamina, respect. Um, and so I go through that in the book. And it's basically my goal is to uh, is for folk to read this and achieve 2020 before hindsight. Because a lot of this I'm living in hindsight based on mistakes that I've made, choices that I've made over the course of my life, habits that I allow to be formed, whether knowingly or unknowingly, that I'm unlearning. Mm -hmm. So you get to see all of that in the book, my process. And then I give you some things like that exercise we just did in all of those eight spaces uh, to do as well. So it's on Amazon. So if you, um, and and I can provide a link um, for your listeners, if if that would help provide a link to put in, uh, in the show notes, but it's on Amazon. And to connect with me and anything that we do in, in the manhood space or marriage space, the easiest way to connect to everything that we're doing is uh, the website, which is Denali, D-E-N-O-L-I dot org. D-E-N as in Nancy, O-L-I dot org. And you can connect with me there, uh, social media, blog, YouTube, podcast, everything you can get from that central location. Wow, man. This is incredible. This is incredible. This is a whole masterclass in manhood, in in perspective, in in really learning yourself, uh, which I believe is so important to being a good person, let alone achieving a goal or, or establishing some type of relationship, whether it be with yourself or anyone else. Um, this is great. This is great, man. Thank you so much. Hey, thank you for having me, man. It literally, it it is my pleasure, man. I appreciate you giving me the opportunity to come on here and ramble a little bit. <laughs> oh man, that ain't rambling. That ain't rambling. You talking that talk. <laughs> That's great. That's great. Oh my goodness. I'm I'm I don't even know what to say. Wow. Thank you, man. Thank you. Is there anything you want to um say to to the audience before uh before we get up off of here listen i think the last thing i would say man is just just understand it's a journey you know what i mean just understand it as a journey it's not a destination often we look at things as a destination man and so we're pushing 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 and then we get to where we think the destination is and we're like wow we're not there Mm. and that is what discourages us and allows us to put up camp where where we land 
So it's not a destination, it's a journey. Just remember that it's a journey. Enjoy the journey. There's going to be bits and pieces of the journey that are good. There's going to be bits and pieces of the journey that are, you know, not so favorable, but that's every journey. Yeah. So if you're willing to accept that and continue to put one foot in front of the other, you're going to be further next week along than you are right now. Amen to that. Amen to that. Thank you again so much. All of the information on how to uh, reach um, Denali is on Denali.org, how to reach Oliver um, and interact with the work that that he and his wife are doing. Um, but I will also have all the show notes links uh, in 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 the show notes, uh, the links to the book, all of that. Um, thank you again, man. Um, and to everybody who is listening, thank you so much for checking us out on Empower You Podcast. We appreciate you. So make sure you like, follow, subscribe, leave a review, share this with someone who you feel like needs to hear it. Share it. It is not enough that we have these conversations we have to do. So do share this with somebody who you're thinking of, whoever it is that you've been sitting on here listening and thinking about, you need to share this with them. Don't just keep it to yourself because it does them no good and it does you no good. You guys can work together and really build something great. So uh, thank you all so much for listening and I will talk to you real soon. Peace. Empower You Podcast is devoted to bringing real world wisdom and encouragement to our listeners. We discuss a multitude of life principles and the process from an economic, cultural, and societal perspective. We believe that through tough conversations and shared wisdom, we can pave the path and leave a ladder for the future. Subscribe to our channel and let us empower you.